Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 10th day of November in the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking once again about the war in Gaza and exploring the hatred being expressed against Jews around the world. It seems that the hatred expressed is not just against Israel, but Jews in general. And that said, hatred is coming primarily from the very far left rather than the very far right. I cannot begin this report, however, without noting that today is the Marine Corps' 248th birthday. So happy birthday, Marines. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. How appropriate that days are set aside to honor those who have fought the nation's wars over the centuries because once again we find the world at war and threatened with annihilation our current war is on the other side of the world but as usual the united states is right in the middle of it as a willing participant my subject today is not so much war as it is hatred being expressed around the world against jews here in america last saturday tens of thousands of people marched on the white house screaming allahu akbar which means God is great. Along with God is great, they screamed various vile profanities which seemed to be directed personally at President Joe Biden. They attempted to breach the White House security cordon but were denied access by armed, uniformed Secret Service and other White House security. They defaced government property by committing acts of vandalism, including spray painting and throwing blood on various monuments. To my knowledge, the government did not label this an insurrection. Thousands of people were not arrested and held in solitary confinement. To my knowledge, the FBI has not run face recognition software to identify others who may have been in Washington that day with the intent of arresting them as well. I don't know for sure whether there were more FBI informants and instigators in the protests than protesters. I'm getting a little carried away, folks. I know because this report is about hatred of Jews, not the government's hatred of all those who object to its worldview. The crowd screamed, quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, end quote. That chant is growing in popularity despite the deadly attacks by Hamas on Israeli civilians last month. The phrase means the destruction of the Jewish state of Israel and is therefore anti-Jew, I will argue. Long live the Intifada, they chanted, which is the Arabic word referring to a Palestinian uprising. Demonstration, protest, riot, whatever you choose to call it, is not even what I'm talking about because it is easily explainable. The people in Washington last Saturday came from across the country to express support for Palestinians because they are Palestinians, or at least Middle Easterners for the most part. They are part of the massive immigration or invasion policies orchestrated by Obama and Biden administrations, but made necessary by the wars of the two Bush administrations. They also represent very clearly why other Middle East countries like Egypt, for example, refused to admit Palestinian refugees and why they were expelled from Kuwait a few years ago. They are often trouble for the regime and other countries know it from experience. The type of hatred those people expressed is explainable and understandable. The kind of hatred I'm really talking about today is hatred expressed by people who have no dog in this Gaza fight at all, who seem to have only a sketchy understanding of history and what is really happening currently. The Hamas assault on Israel 
of October 7th has provoked a surge in acts of anti-Semitism around the world that has awakened a repressed fear or horror in Jewish populations worldwide. Everything that happens in this world makes that problem worse. Do war crimes justify other war crimes? I will let you, my listeners, decide that for yourselves. War is not a game for gentlemen. It is instead a brutal assault on humanity. War is like Satan's joke on humanity as he laughs at the screaming support of death on both sides, the barbaric assault and murder of some 1,400 Israelis, the taking of some 200 to 250 civilian hostages are war crimes for sure. But what kind of response to that is justified? For example, last week, a densely populated portion of one of the largest refugee camps in Gaza was demolished by multiple 2,000-pound Israeli bombs, killing hundreds of Palestinian civilians, most of them women and children. I saw and heard usually pro-Israel APAC staffer Wolf Blitzer questioned an Israeli military spokesman about the attack and the horrific loss of life. When asked if it was an Israeli attack, the spokesman said yes. It was because there was a Hamas commander believed to be in the camp, so the attack was justified. War, as I said, is Satan's game, played by Satan's rules. I could look at any war fought in history and find more than one example of what are now called war crimes on each side. Does a war crime, including the blatant televised one I just mentioned, justify hating and persecuting individual Jews a continent away who had nothing to do with it? The answer is that, of course, it does not. But war is a convenient excuse for the hatred we are seeing today, especially, surprisingly, from young people. The FBI tells us that it is looking at violent threats made against the Jewish staff members of one of our Ivy League schools. The University of Pennsylvania, one of the 10 members of the Ivy League, home to the most respected business school in the nation, has been the home of violent extremists, apparently. No, folks, these are not white sheet-wearing Klansmen, but students at a university which only the very brightest students among us can attend. Several Jewish staff members at Penn received emails threatening violence, attacking their, quote, personal identities, end quote. The threat sparked numerous safety sweeps at the university, especially at the Jewish Center and other religious houses on campus. Campus police said they found no credible threat during the sweeps, but admitted that it was disturbing and the atmosphere at Penn is now one of fear instead of learning. What kind of sick, diseased mind does something like this? Well, just that, folks. A sick, diseased mind, apparently, the nation's universities have plenty of them. Penn is just the most obvious, but certainly not the only one. I've noticed that the more prestigious the college, the more elite the students, the wealthier the parents, the more privileged the whole class, the more aggrieved they appear to be. The FBI insists it is working feverishly to identify threats and the people involved. I don't have any reason to doubt that. I have a vision of Jewish kids living in fear on our campuses because of these sick people, but that appears to be our society today. That's just the way it is, I guess. Penn reacted in the usual academic way to these threats by initially supporting the pro-Palestinian demonstrators. But when they saw how serious it was, they appointed an anti-Semitic investigation committee to study the problem. 
Students and faculty at many colleges around the nation continue to make anti-Jewish statements publicly. Almost daily violent assaults have occurred against Jewish students at Harvard, Tulane, Concordia, many other universities. It is happening not just here in America, but across the whole Western world. The despicable idea that we thought our victory in World War II would put to rest is now reborn in France, Germany, across Europe, anti-Semitism becoming worse than it has been since the Holocaust. Stars of David painted on apartment buildings, bomb threats to Jewish merchants, demonstrations, calling for Israel's eradication have created an atmosphere of fear for Jewish people to live in. I doubt if very many are still alive today, but for those who are, it must seem like the 1930s are starting all over again. Jewish groups express dismay at the way the world has reacted to the slaughter of Jews in Israel. My opinion is that all these Jewish people and their groups have been under the impression that they were the oppressed victims and therefore safe from attack, but now it has shifted. And there is nothing the left left more than a group they perceive to be oppressed. How is a Jew living in France or Germany guilty of oppressing anyone? Well, that requires some logic. Logic is not always the best subject of those looking for victims to support. Jews are scared, though. That sentiment's being published in newspapers across Europe, back in America for a moment, where we find that a few brave people on the left see what is happening and have the courage to speak out. Left-leaning comedian Bill Mayer expressed his dismay at the recent turn of events on his side of the political spectrum. He seemed shocked at the new level of anti-Jewish sentiment as if he had been unaware that it is the world's oldest prejudice. Is he naive then with his head in the sand or just have too much faith in those with whom he shares politics? He bashed people who condemned Trump because Trump would not condemn those tiki torch-carrying neo-Nazis, as he called them, at the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville a few years ago, the, those people screaming for Jews to be killed are now carrying the tiki torches, he said. I wonder, though, if they have changed or if they were and have continued to be neo-Nazis all along. Mayor went on to defend Israel as a harbinger of Western civilization, which brought us a set of values, he said, Values such as freedom of speech, religious liberty, a right to trial, free press, women's rights, gay rights, and democracy. The world's marginalized people live better lives because of Western ideas, he said. But he also said the woke can't see that. He went on to say that in the woke world, people cannot see those things because their brand of politics isn't about ideas. Their brand is the rigid prism of oppressed and oppressor, which explains their pro-Hamas stance. We have at least learned through all of this that the left is infected with pro-Hamas ideology and sentiment as well as being full of anti-Semitism. Who would have thought that the left, of which all American Jews are members, would have their most loyal members hated? They tear down posters with pictures of hostages while chanting, Death to Jews, death to Israel, death to America. I endeavor to shine whatever light I have on pure evil, of course, but also on the wrong thinking which leads to it right now. Jews in France, Germany, and America say they're terrified. That's a concern to me. The feeling of terror is not just my imagination because I have witnessed it firsthand. I've had it directly 
communicated to me something our brave young Ivy League students have to consider is that the Jews of today living in Israel are different from the Jews in their films they show meekly getting on the trains. This war is starting to spread and get out of control. American forces are launching airstrikes across the region. American forces are under attack in the bases, which are home to roughly 40,000 of them. The U.S. has roughly 10 bases in the area that I've been able to identify containing some 40,000 troops. They are exposed and in harm's way. It's getting worse daily. These Jews of today are not going to be defeated and die or live in bondage. They don't have to endure another conquest because they have nuclear weapons. The threat of, nuclear, of a nuclear first strike by Israel grows by the day. As Israel takes more and more heat for its actions in Gaza, Israeli Defense Minister Amakai Eliyahu announced to the world that Israel does indeed have the bomb. Israeli policy has always been to neither confirm nor deny that possibility. But he announced it, and he said they should consider using one in Gaza. For his public announcement, he was dismissed from the Israeli Defense Council, but he let it be known to the world that the council had discussed it. Professor Alan Dershowitz, Israel's best-known defender outside of Israel, has written a book, a book he wrote in record time, which will be published in December. The book entitled War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. The book will argue that Israel must consider its nuclear option as a last-ditch resort for survival. So perhaps the most famous professor in the world is advocating the unthinkable nuclear annihilation. Finally, folks, could this war be the road to Armageddon? I understand from the book of Revelation that the road runs through that neighborhood. While we're making our protests, waving our flags, we should think and understand that actions have consequences. What about the world our kids will live in and die in? I wonder if any of these people of today think about that. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.